Hello, everybody. Uh, we got a different show lined up for everyone today. Jeff and uh, Jared are not available tonight. They're they're busy practicing for um, their respective national matches. So we have some different people on today. Um, I shoot with both of these people uh, monthly and know them pretty well. So um, if it seems like I'm being mean to them, that's probably why. <laughs> but I, I, I'll try not to be. So we have Amy uh, Spurlock. Amy is a um, production shooter. She's um, She shoots um, uh, Tanfo, right, Amy? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, she's a B-class shooter. And anything else that I'm yeah. leaving out? I've been shooting for about two years. Um, okay. Started with, started with Glock and switched over to Tanfo last year. Okay, we're going to get into something about that in here in a second. And then we're also joined with Corey Churchill. Um, he shoots open, and he is a B-class shooter as well. Um, Corey, how long have you been shooting? Uh, about a year and 10 months now. January will be my second. I'll start my second year. This coming January? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Awesome. I didn't realize, I didn't realize you'd been shooting that little time. I thought you'd been shooting a year or two more than that. Uh, no, I actually okay, didn't cool. even start shooting a handgun until like, I don't know, maybe two and a half years, three years ago. Wow. Cool. So. Okay. So I have some questions. Um, we're going to ask a lot of the questions that we've probably covered on the show before. And uh, I want to get a different take on them. And if you guys uh, disagree with anything we've said in the past, just let us know. It's There's no wrong answer on any of this stuff. I mean, unless it's different from what I say. That's probably wrong. <laughs> I, fig I figured that's how it's going to be. Right. Okay. So, question number one. And we'll get right into it. Okay. okay. Now, I want y'all to be honest. What's your favorite podcast? Uh, I, enjoy kinda... I enjoy listening to this one, but <laughs> there's a few right. that I like a lot, too. <laughs> you, oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to it too. I can even tell you the name of this one because it changes like weekly. <laughs> well, we never say it either. We never really say what the name is because it's a dumb name. So, okay, first real question: Is there anything you guys dislike in in the sport about the sport? Um, it doesn't have to be about the sport. It could be something you dislike at a match when you see when you see this or hear this or this happens, you dislike it. Could be anything. Go ahead, Amy. I think, like one of, the, as a woman shooter, I think one of the things that I dislike is if I have a, you know, a shitty stage, and I know I did bad, and then some of the guys or whatever, are like, oh, you did great. Little <laughs> and darling, I'm like, that was good. Yeah, was so like, good, darling. No. <laughs> I was going to actually Not ask you separately later on if you ever get mansplained. It's, that's not exactly mansplained what you're talking about, but it's the same things like, oh, you did so great, honey. Go over there and fix oh. me a sandwich. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think I think part of what I like about it is that I think our community that we have is pretty cool. We have a good group of people that we shoot with. So I think they're pretty good about giving honest feedback. Um, so I don't think I typically get that a lot, but I think, you know, definitely there's days where you know, people you don't know very well. Um, you know, your good friends are going to hold you accountable and tell you you shot like crap. Yeah. 
And that's what I was thinking about when I was going to ask you that later on. I was like, you know, a lot of times we'll, we'll all three of us will shoot on the same squad at the monthly matches um, or at some of the other matches maybe. And so I don't, I wouldn't think that any, any of the regulars that we shoot would do that to you. In fact, I know they don't. And they do what you said. They, they basically yeah. tell you that one very good. Actually, when people know you, it's my experience. They know you. So they're like, well, they know how to handle you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the most of the time is when someone does bad, they know they did bad. Oh, yeah. And, and, and bad's relative for them. Um, they know they did bad. So they need a few seconds to a minute or till the end of that stage or to the next stage to kind of ca- calm down and clear their head and cool off. So most people just leave that person alone. That's what you should do when someone shoots bad or poorly. So Right. But Corey, what about you? Is there anything you dislike? Um, I don't think I'm not big on this, the classification system. I mean, I guess I just feel like it's so skewed now since they upped a lot of the different like categories. I know like limited and open took like such big bumps. And another thing is, you know, most of the stuff we do is movement and there's not, I mean, there's going to be a few more with the new uh, classifiers, but a lot of the old ones are just stand up, shoot and, I mean, it just doesn't seem that, that practical, I guess, you know, compared to what everything else we're doing stage wise, but for the most part, I I like the sport a lot. Right. Yeah. In open, they made it, it's a little harder. Um, I mean, it's harder in all the divisions that they bumped the, uh, high hit factors, but in open, um, you really gotta, you gotta nail everything. I mean, if you miss reload, boom, that one's, you know, oh yeah. Unless it's one of the easier ones, and and there's definitely people that set up the 1800 series uh, mm-hmm. classifiers and run those because they're easier. There's even been people set up whole matches to do it just so they could, you know, and then maybe even reshoot them with time or two or you know once. Yeah. yeah. And um, anyways, uh, we don't. You know, at the clubs we shoot at, we don't ever reshoot classifiers. No, we don't. I think I've reshot one classifier maybe I think one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I don't even know if it ever got entered, but I know I shot one, one pre-shot one, one time. Yeah, it's, it's funny you bring that up. I actually have seen on Instagram people saying that they reshot classifiers, maybe did like some GMs even that they yeah. had done like a eighties or low eighties and then redid it again. Then they were like, you know, 95, 96%. So yeah, we, we got with something we don't do. So I just don't feel like across the board, it's very consistent. And, and I'd be honest with you, a lot of, master class shooters they're open now um they probably couldn't reclassify as master if it, they had to start all over again yeah so. in my opinion i was talking to someone about this the other day um and they said you know as the sport goes on people get better in the sport and i get that and i don't disagree with that but the thing about the classifiers is what they do is let's and I'm going to take El Prez because that's one of the most famous ones. Everybody knows what that one is, and it's it's a very easy one to get set up. And a lot of times you're going to shoot that at your club once a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, the more times, the more popular classifiers, and the more times they get set up and they get ran, is the more chances that someone's going to have a really good run on one. And a lot of times, for sure, while. Yeah, everybody in the sport's getting better. For instance, this last year, I got better. I'm sure y'all both got better. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sport is trending that way. I get that. For instance, um, super squad level 10 years ago is not as good as a super squad level guy this year, or gal this year. Okay? Oh, for sure, yeah. So I get that. But when you get these 
all these attempts, these swings, these um, you know, just attempts at the classifier, it's people are going to hook up, mm-hmm. and and I'm going to say there's going to be a lot more people getting lucky. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more people that have gotten better and then are shooting them better, but there's going to be a lot of attempts where people just got lucky on it, and it's going to count. And then that's yeah. going to artificially bump up the high hit factor for the next time they want to uh, bump it up. For sure. And so um, as far as the sport getting good, better, or people in the sport getting better, I agree with that. And I am i don't know that we really need this, but at the same time, it's kind of like we might – you know, they had to add GM at one point. There was no GM. Mm-hmm. And they added GM. And, and you know, it kind of made sense apparently to some people. And does it make sense now? I don't know. But it seems like – there's definitely GMs and then people that are a level, if not two or three, above GM. Yeah, yeah, I've heard you talk about that before. I agree yeah. with that. But anyways, so, okay. Let me see what the next question is here. Um, when you guys go to a match, how much – I don't know how to word this, but how much – how important uh, – what are your thoughts on the prize table and getting – or and or getting a plaque. Um, I'll speak for myself. I'm yeah, not. Okay. I'm not big on the tumblers. I will say that. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> that you not, say that. We, there was people in my squad. We were talking about the tumblers at this last match. We're like, okay, and it was actually a cool coffee mug type tumbler. And yeah, I've been yeah, using. Yeah. I've used it more in the last week than I've used any of those. I give those tumblers away. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but yes, I'm. I'm. I'm tumblered out right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big not a big Tumblr fan. Uh that's more of like a um yeah, sometimes they'll you give tumblers at the prize table. Like instead of a plaque, it'll be a tumbler with your place on it. I've seen that. But yeah. as far as like a plaque, let's talk about the plaques and then we'll talk about prizes. So if you guys win um first first B class shooter in production mm-hmm. and or open, um it is that an accomplishment? I, I think so. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Because I know both you guys actually shoot and you practice, and so if you go and have a good match and you win a plaque for the best B class in that division, um, I think that's a success. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. people, I hear people say stupid stuff like, "Oh, well, that's fake winning. You're not winning high overalls. It's all that's count." I'm like, and I don't know why these people say that because I've never really heard anyone that's very few people. I, I see this on internet forums a lot, and very seldom do I, and I could be wrong. But I'm not really sure that the people are saying that are really all that much contention for the high overall anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why they're saying it. But I disagree. Well, I think class wins are important. I, like this is how I look at it is like this year I got a couple, fortunately, uh, B-class trophies. And next year I plan to get some A-class trophies. And the year after hopefully some master class. And I think you know, I can look back at that stuff as like my journey through the sport of like my progression too. And so, and that's, that's what I was getting at while I was saying that when I first started, um, I was a master. I I went straight to master and Mm -hmm. my first match, I believe was Arkansas state. I want to say 2017. And I just wanted it to be, not be last master. I had not shot a level two match ever. I had shot like three or four monthly matches, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'd shot a couple of, uh, sanctions what they're called in idpa matches um i had shot a couple of those but maybe i only started shooting like half half a year before this so yeah middle of july in 16 i started shooting idpa and then in like i shot one i think club match in late 16 in uspsa 
And then it was like February. I was like, I went and got classified. Yeah. And I just wanted to be not, not be last master. And I wasn't, I wasn't last master. I think I was middle of the pack master. Um, so you know, I that's just, kind of a good point that you're bringing up. Uh, you know how you, I mean, obviously, you know, I know your background a little bit. You shot since you were a kid with your family. Right. And so you've known how to shoot, stand up, shoot. And, you know, with your classification that allowed you to get to a master because of so many stand up, shoot classifications, mm-hmm. movement with a gun was probably all new to you when you first started. Yeah. So now you're at the level where you're able to compete, but <clears throat> you know, it just, that part of the classification I was bringing up, and I hate to bring up what we just talked about, but if, uh, there was more movement in the classifiers, then I think it would pertain more to the sport than, than just the stand up classification. So, yeah, the classification system, in my opinion, it's got issues. It's got flaws. I don't think anyone would say it's the most perfect ideal situation, but overall, in my opinion, generally, I think it works as about as well as anything could. Yeah. yeah we, and they're, they're building more movement into some of the more classifi- classifiers. Uh, yeah, I can tell that now. You shot some, we both shot some at Nats this year. Those will be classifiers. Those will be yeah. 19 series. There's three or four of them, I think coming. And, but generally, um, B, B finishes in B, mm-hmm. and then, you know, an A and then M and GM. Um, yeah, you get some outliers. Maybe somebody had a really bad match. Maybe somebody had a really good match, and sometimes that jumps are down a level or two. But um, I do get what you're saying. But, you know, anyways, but yeah. So, um, but again, I think I agree with you all, and I think the a class win at a level two or higher match is a, is, is something. But it also is going to bring more competitors. So if you didn't have something like that, then you probably would have lower turnout to each match. You know, you want to, you know, 200 plus people to come to a section match or an area match. Um, And you're going to have more people come because there is that possibility to rank up against people um, that are predominantly within your skill level. Yeah, Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I mean, I think so. I think some people would, some people that, would want to argue the opposite side of that. We'll go, well, I not do that. I believe Ipsic is just high overall, mm-hmm. but I don't just, and I don't know what would happen if we did that because I do, like I said, I do believe Ipsic does do high overall and there's no classifications, but I still think you're right. Um, if you're a guy that's fairly new guy or gal, uh, that's fairly new. I'm going to keep saying that cause I'm afraid <laughs> I'm leaving out excluding. <laughs> you're going to offend me. <laughs> I'm going to offend you. I, I, I will not offend Amy. I've tried. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think people go, well, I can go to this match and I'll be, I'm going to throw out a weird high number just to 187th overall mm-hmm. in, in production. Or I actually might be somewhere in the running for a C-class plaque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know. And then the next question that ties into this is, what are your thoughts on class winners getting better prizes? So a C-class win would get a better prize or earlier prize table walk than the master class uh, second place guy or gal person. You know, I think they earned it, you know, so if you're, if you're going to hand out plaques and, well, um, I'm not talking about plaques anymore. I'm talking about prize the prizes. Ball. Yeah. But if they, if they earn that place, I think 
they earn that right to, if they're going to do a draw table, to be able to draw first and then go down the line. Um, I think it, it makes it fun for the competitors to possibly be able to get something and walk away. Right. I don't disagree with that either. Uh, Corey, what do you think? Uh, I guess I'm, I'm kind of split on that because I could see how that would cause somebody to sandbag possibly so that mm. they can go to the prize tables if they know that yeah. they're going to. And I've got a cool, let's, let's exclude the sandbaggers because I'm actually going to bring that up next. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of iffy on that. I mean, like, you know, at nationals, it was how you placed overall it was went to the prize table. And I mean, obviously I was way down there, unfortunately, but, uh, it didn't. It didn't hurt my feelings, and that didn't bother me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think we shoot a match to get a prize. We shoot a match to shoot. Yeah. And, and, and yourself. Yeah, I'm not going to sign up for a match because I'm I'm going to get a prize. That's not yeah. part of it. Yeah, that's no, true. So, I, I mean, I always want to finish. My ultimate goal is overall finish. But uh, I do enjoy getting the plaques to see my progression throughout the right. time. I mean, la last year I got one in D class when I first started. And then I got some of B and, you know, it's like the journey kind of shows yep. the journey. So, yeah. yeah, the prize table thing for me, um, you know, I see it both ways as far as, oh, should the second class, a class shooter be able to walk the prize table before a third class C shoot or first class C shooter. Um, and I don't even know how often this happens. So it's not too much something I really want to waste very much more, more time on, but Prize table in general, I want something if it's there. I want to, who doesn't want to win a cool prize? Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. They've got guns on the table. I want to win a gun or I want to mm -hmm. win something worth money. Something that I want to win something that I'm really going to use first that's worth a lot of money that's going to mm -hmm. save me that money. If yeah. not, I want something that I either just want because it's going to be cool or something I can sell. And I think yeah. that's nothing wrong with that. But for I do sure. not sign up a match. I do not sign up for a match based on how well this state, this match usually does prize tables. Right. No. So, no. okay. I think we're all on the same page there. Yep. So, um, what do you guys think about the sandbagging? Do you see it a lot? And you don't, you know, you can say as much little as, or as, as little or as much as you want to say about it. You know, like sandbaggers, I think that's, it's such a silly thing and it almost is, it's not a waste of, it's kind of a waste of my time because they're only hurting themselves in yeah. an aspect of that. Um, because if you're going to sandbag, we all know it, you're going to see it. Um, so they're just hurting themselves in the long run. Now, if they're wanting to get a prize or plaque or whatever, I mean, that's just silly. I, I wouldn't be able to confidently walk up there. I want to walk up there because I earned it. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Good answer. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm with him on all that. I I totally agree. All right. Next question: Who is the coolest GM you know? <laughs> uh, Max Michelle. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> dude, hanging up on you right now. Okay, outside of Max. Okay, all right. I just that's what you, that's probably Amy's answer as well. <laughs> no, mine's Jesse. She's awesome. You know, I will say, <laughs> I will say, I've wrote uh, Christian uh, Siler a couple times on Instagram. He's he's a he's a cool guy, actually. He's uh, watched a few of my videos, and 
I offered to, you know, see if he needed any compensation for it or not, just to check it. And he was willing to do it for free. And he watched a few of my videos and gave me feedback. So, good person to have watched your videos. Yeah, yeah, it is. So is Max. So I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah. Any of those guys that little. Yeah. Yeah, Christian's definitely had a good year this year. Oh, for sure. Um, does gear matter? Next question. Let's start with Amy. Does gear matter? N- not necessarily. I think I started out with. I mean, Amy, I, I believe Amy. I think yeah, I know Amy. I've kind of got Amy. She's kind of like I don't really know how to answer this because okay, very common in the sport in production to start out with a Glock. Yeah. It seems like I've heard a lot of stories that people start out with a Glock and then they go to a steel frame, double action, single action gun. Mm-hmm. So, Amy, does gear matter? I may be class with my Glock. So, it hasn't mattered in my classification and me being a better shooter. I think it matters in the ability of what that gun brings to the table. But, um, mm, I don't then know. You can, then you can go back to the Glock. Yeah, but the this one fits me more than the Glock did. Okay. Okay. For like you know grip and. So what you're saying is not not that gear matters, but you've got to choose one that works the best for you. Yes. Okay. Bogus answer. I wanted something way more <laughs> cool or enticing. I don't know, Corey. What about you? Uh, Corey shoots o- open, so he shoots, and, yeah. and I've 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 shot both of Corey's open guns, and um, he shoots really nice ones, very expensive ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and I would say yes, equipment does because in open reliability is key. In open, they're so finicky that you've got to have something that is gonna gonna give you reliability for sure. My first it, open gun, I had all kinds of issues with. And it was it messed with my mind when I was shooting it. So okay, so kind of a sub question for that, Corey, uh, to you for, to you directly, um, is reliability a thing in open? I think it can be. Yeah, I do. But you gotta okay. you gotta watch everything you do. I mean, it's uh, your feed lips on your mags. Your guns got to be. Some guns, but that's what's weird. Is some guns can run dirty. Some guns got to be pretty clean most of the time. You've got to do more of a detailed clean. I've figured that out on one of my guns. So, so a sub sub question to you, Corey, is: Have you had reliability in open? <laughs> I have with my Venom custom. For sure. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was trying to get actually your name. That was yeah. a good gun. That's a good gun Don built, um, Venom Customs. It was a good gun. It is a good gun. I've shot it. I had one it, of his. It is, man. I, I, uh, I had, let's see, in one match in March, I had one round that got stuck up high, and the gun was still really new. And ever since then, I have not had any more issues in any matches with that gun. It's It's been really reliable. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean – I, I actually agree with both of y'all. Uh, I've said it on here before. For the most part, I'm going to say gun, outside of what Amy, I agree with Amy, gun matters. If, you, if the gun's too small for your hand and it's just too difficult to shoot, yeah, gun matters. Pick one that's right for you. Um, so as long as you get the right gun for you, gun gear does not matter. And then I agree with you, Corey. And open, maybe gun, gear matters a little more. Of course, you're talking about reliability. 
Um, you know, an open, you, those guys are squeezing. And this is my really not all that educated, but just me, what I think I know at this, at this particular time and, and moment about the sport and open. But uh, I think open gear matters a little more than open. Some really mm-hmm. top level open shooter might tell me differently. And, you know, Christian could probably smoke most everybody with any open gun that was reliable. So, yeah, yeah. So maybe gear doesn't matter in open. I don't know. But it's fun to um, – I love – you guys know me. I love new gear. I love <laughs> I do too. And I do too. I was actually – I was actually um, uh, talking today, messaging two different GMs, production GMs. One shoots a Glock and one shoots a Tanfo. And I was asking both of them because I'm trying some new guns out. And um, I shot a Glock almost all this year. I, was, I started this year shooting open. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show. I know you guys know this, but uh, yeah. started shooting open, and I was having some issues, and I just got tired of it and didn't want to mess with it. So I switched to carry optics and shot my Glock 34 this entire year, around, I think, March is when I switched. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, sh- I'm shooting some other guns, and like, for instance, the Shadow 2, um, I think that gun is more accurate. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, that on that last podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more mm-hmm. accurate. It's very, very accurate. And I was even thinking that where really I notice in the accuracy is when I'm shooting groups at, you know, 40 and 50 yards, it's holding a tighter group. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys I was talking to said, well, yeah, I mean, they said that they, without me saying that, they said, yeah, and even at 50 yards is when it really starts pulling away. But the the, the question and the topic was, is, has that needed? I mean, I think I can hit a popper. I can hit a popper almost every time, if not every time, with, you know, the right control at 40 mm-hmm. and 50 yards. So how much more accurate do you need? And that's the, what I'm kind of battling through um, this year. Because what creeps in my mind, I have gun FOMO. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, oh, my gosh, I would be so – okay, I'm good. I'm shooting really good. I can shoot really well. But, like, if this gun – if I can squeeze more out of this gun, it's going to give me this much more. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. And then yeah, I go I through it. I realize, no, that, that really doesn't play out. It, it and then doesn't. I get a little bit better after a year, and I go, well, let me try it now. That's what I do. No, it does. All the time I'm thinking, man, what if I get this? Maybe this will help me out a little more. But honestly, just practice and training and time is makes much more difference than some of the mm-hmm. equipment. So okay. mm-hmm. well, that's good that y'all are not like me. <laughs> I, I want to be. I want to buy a bunch of stuff. I just don't. Right. He's talking like a true open shooter. Always changing yeah. something. Yeah. 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 Reliability. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, so if you guys could change one thing, and it could be anything. It could be um, Jason Bradley can't shoot with me no more. It could be I'm getting rid of this role or I'm making this a new role. I'm getting rid of this division, making this new new division. Anything at all for the sport. You're the deciding vote for yay or nay, and you vote yay. What would it be? Uh, so this is this is funny. This has just got brought up in like the last two matches I've been in um, by Wes, but uh, it doesn't seem very practical to start with an unloaded gun. And it, it actually, he said that to me twice now, and I'm like in different two different matches, and I'm like, you know, it really is. I mean, I don't know any gun that I leave around the house if it's going to be somewhere that I plan on using that's unloaded. So. Man, but don't you know USPSA will get you killed in the streets? 
<laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> so you would change, you would ban unloaded starts. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I love the sport. There's not a lot I would change, but I mean, if we were to talk about practical shooting, I don't know how practical leaving an unloaded gun is. Well, how practical is shooting an open gun? Huh. Boom. Yeah, that's true. Get Drop the point. mic. Yeah, Drop I probably, <laughs> I, I probably, if somebody broke in my house with, with 170 millimeter mags and a gun that doesn't run very often, how, how practical is that? <laughs> well, and the compensator. I probably wouldn't be able to hear for the next week if, no, I, you if I use that. Yeah. So you still sticking with that one, though? I guess so. I mean, I, I do. I love the sport. So there's not a whole lot I could think of that I would change. Okay. Amy? You know, I really can't think of anything. I was listening um, to one of the earlier episodes about, like, reshoots, maybe reshoots on classifiers. Um, I, I think, I mean, I think that can be, like, an unfair advantage if, you know, to get you a ban? reshoot. You'd ban reshoots and classifiers? Um, yeah. I mean, what I, what I think you mean is the, the way it is now where someone can say, I want a reshoot regardless of any reason on a classifier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a reshoot if the RO gets in your way or bumps you or no. if your, your ear protection comes off. The normal reshoot for a stage. Because that's a good point because you can't reshoot a stage for you – can't, you can't finish a stage and go, hey, that one just really didn't work out for me. I want to reshoot. Yeah, yeah. Right? Can't do that. Yep. So I'm I've actually think I've said it a while back, they should just ban reshoots on classifiers. I think I posted it on Facebook or something. And it was but, a it was go ahead. Yeah, well and I think you guys were talking about maybe like what is the exact rule for that. I was gonna look that up, but I didn't have time to look it up before tonight. My understanding this is probably what I said in the in, the, in that episode is um I think for any reason, the shooter can can pay to have a new entry and reshoot that classifier. So we're shooting a match, and it's Jason Bradley Carry Optics, uh, 99-11, and that's, I'm entered in the match, and my whole match gets ran, and I run that classifier, and I, whatever reason, don't like it, want to reshoot. They have to enter me as a new shooter separate from that practice score competitor i'll get another number mm-hmm. uh, and and i will only shoot that stage and they both get counted in the match but because i only shoot that stage and zeroed all the other ones there's no way it can make my match performance better and it's only for that classifier so it gets uploaded to uh, uh USA. How, how many times can you reshoot the classifier once there was a once. couple i think i think a year or two ago they changed it from it was almost kind of unlimited and they changed it to once and, you know, like I said, none of the none of the clubs that we shoot at do that. Nobody, yeah, no. I've seen, I've seen it happen at some of the clubs. It's never happened mm-hmm. at the one we all shoot at in, in Tulsa, but uh, in Fort Smith, I think somebody did it one time because they had a jam, and it got entered. Um, I'm assuming I don't know how I didn't do it, so I didn't enter anybody in. But it, that next run didn't work out well for that person either, so. But I think I think that goes back to why people don't like classifications. Um, I think it's more than just the classification system. Um, I think it's all the sandbagging or the buddy reshoots, those types of things, um, or people just being upset because they can't move up. You know, more right. than themselves, they're mad at a classification system versus being at, at their self for improving and putting the practice in. 
Yeah. So, Amy, what would you change? Or is that what you just said? I kind of yeah. I was yeah, reading my notes here. Okay, so you'd get rid of the reshoots, <laughs> and Corey would get rid of unloaded starts. Neither yeah. one of y'all have problems with popper calibration. You know, we don't see that a lot. I mean, Jared had a good point on a couple of several episodes ago that, you know, that gets a lot of um, attention um, on social media, internet, uh, mm -hmm. podcasts, and stuff like that. But, I mean, how often do you see that? I've seen it. I think we've all seen it happen once or twice, but it doesn't happen on that same, you know, every stage it has a popper. Um, well, Jason, you know, we shot nationals at the same place and uh, they, they ran that match. Awesome. I mean, they had everything marked exactly where to put it so that they didn't have all those popper issues and different calibration things and swinger issues. It was, it was a very well run match. And uh, I wish more facilities would, would do that, but, it's time consuming. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, so, oh, those are good. Okay. Next question. What are y'all's goals? Could be, I guess, um, long term goals. That's hard to say because, you know, if you're like me, you're like, I don't know how long I'm going to do this. I don't know. I may shoot this another year. I may shoot it five years. I may shoot it 10 years. I don't know. I may not shoot it ever again. I mean, you know, you know I know how I am, but. So long term, your ultimate goal would be to what? Amy, we'll go with you. Yeah, I think for me, I want to move up and be a better shooter. Um, I'm not worried about beating this person or that person. I just want to, you know, eventually be an A-class shooter, would love to be an M-class shooter. Um, and I think like a short-term goal is just becoming more consistent and um, I want to go to nationals sometime. I think that would be a, a fun experience to go, oh, yeah. go and do. You'd love that. It's, it is. It was, it was a fun, this one was good. Um, I'll talk about that real quick. I mean, the, I liked the place in Utah. It seemed pretty cool, pretty interesting. There was a lot of stuff around there to go see that's, you know, way, uh, you know, we don't have, where we're at in the, the central part of the uh, country where we all live. Uh, it's pretty flat here, where especially where we all live. But um, it was cool. Uh, it was really dusty, though. I don't know, Corey, if it was mm -hmm. that dusty for y'all, but it was it was extremely, extremely dusty. Yeah, I think the wind the wind affected y'all more than it did us. But it, yeah, it definitely. It was, a, it, it was a little dusty, but not. And the not, last day not, was real bad. Yeah, not like it was for y'all, I don't think. Okay. Um, uh, Corey, what would, you, what would your goals be in a sport? Um, long term. I mean, I plan on doing this for a long, for a long time. Uh, I mean, did you say what your goal would be? I, you cut out on me. No, for a second there. Uh, I would say probably I'd like to be in the top of the master class open shooters. Um, and ultimately, if I could finish like top thirty at nationals, I'd be happy with that. That's your ultimate long term goal. I think so. As for for now, if I hit that goal, then I'll I'll extend it farther. But uh, okay. I think it's I think it's going to be a while before I get there. So mm -hmm. okay. So something another question to to tag on to the end of that. And um, do you guys? Um, I've asked myself, what would my my goal be? Uh, I've assessed it. You know. If y'all are like me, you kind of go, okay, this is what the go, and this is when you're doing, you're talking to yourself and you're, you know, you can't lie to yourself. So you're kind of, 
when you say something, you may go, oh, well, you know, hold on a second. That's that's pretty lofty goal there, buddy. And, uh, you know, you probably aren't going to make that for X reason, right? Maybe you're not going to make that because your skill's not good enough and you just can't do it. You're not going to make that because you're not going to put in nowhere near the amount of time and practice to get there. Mm-hmm. So when I set goals, I'll say, okay, I try to be realistic, but at the same time, I try not to be self-defeating um, or self-limiting to start with. So my question to you guys is, neither one of y'all said, you know, win nationals and why, and why didn't you? And, and let me, let me, let me, before y'all answer, let me tell you, when I set a goal for myself, I don't go, Oh, win nationals. I've not done that yet. I've set yeah. a goal to, to, you know, make grandmaster. Um, I set a goal to then be legitimate grandmaster. And then I was like, finish in within that classification you're going to, you got to do more than just take one, match, whether or not you achieve that goal. I mean, you can set a match goal or, Hey, I, at this match, like at nationals for me, Corey, I don't know what your goal was, but my goal was, was to go out there and shoot to my ability. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to win. It wasn't to be top 16. It wasn't to be top five. Um, you know, it was to shoot as good as I could. And, you know, you assess that goal as, after the match. And that's one thing. But that wouldn't me setting a goal of being legitimate GM level shooter. I think I shot that at that match, but I did not reach my match match goal. Mm-hmm. So if I would have shot poorly at that match and not have shot as my best ability, which I didn't, but I mean if I would have shot really bad, and not been in what I would consider somewhat legitimate GM level shooter at that match, uh, you know if I would have had a horrible match, I just said, well that match you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. you've done that on this match on this match and you do that you know most of the other time or whatever the goal would be is i'm just using that for an example but so i'm asking you all this question and i'm not asking it because like i make myself have that goal but why didn't y'all choose to win be a national champion i, I, don't, a tough I don't think i don't think i can uh dedicate the time mm-hmm. to the sport with other things in life um I've got two jobs, you know, I have a company I own on the side and then a regular job and, you know, I'll be getting married soon and got a kid around. And so I just don't think it's even possible. Your life put, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, I'm, I'm totally joking. I, I mean, I've heard like y'all's round counts before in your podcast. Like I heard Jared talking about he had done like 40,000 or something this year. I don't even think I could find the time to do that even, honestly. I mean, i if I could do twenty thousand a year, I think I would be doing good. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with you, Amy. Time. Yeah, I'm in the same commitments. boat. Being a mom and a wife and working. Um, unless I can stay home, my husband can make enough money for me to stay home and shoot all the time. <laughs> I, I would do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's the thing. I think. I may, th- I may look at it backwards, but sometimes when I ask myself, what do you want to accomplish? What would your goal be? I, I kind of sometimes step back and go, okay, let's, before you do that, how much time are you going to dedicate? Mm-hmm. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, I don't I, have the- Go ahead. I was just going to say, I just, I don't want to turn this, I consider it a hobby. I don't want to turn this into a job. Yeah. Uh, and to look at it like that i mean i i enjoy the sport and i enjoy getting a way to do it i don't want to uh dedicate all my time and resources into it though like that yeah and i also think for you know a b c d whatever class shooter you are if you're on that 
lower end to middle, it's hard for you to think, oh, I'm going to make GM one day. You know, sometimes you're just going to be struggling to get to C or B or A. So I think it's sometimes it's hard for people to think, oh, I can, I have the skill to be able to get there. Um, So I think that goes back to getting, having attainable and achievable goals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you brought that up, Amy. That was another question I had that I forgot to ask. And we'll end with this one. Um, Is natural talent a real thing? (laughs) I'm with Jeff on. I'm with Jeff on this. I think there is uh, some natural talent involved. I agree. I think some people have more coordination than others. Um, I think other people that don't can get better at it with the time and effort. But uh, I think natural ability does have a lot to play into it. Okay. Yeah, and Go I ahead. don't think I don't think necessarily with. I mean, I think just in general. You know, natural talent. I think I posted this on Facebook one day, but, you know, like my kid, she's naturally smart and gifted and doesn't have to study. So um, I think that comes easier for her. And I think there's going to be people where doing this type of thing is just easier for them um, versus others who are going to have to really work their ass off for it. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think if you take somebody that is talented and naturally gifted, they can progress in the sport a lot farther with three quarters of the effort that somebody that's not, if they put in all their effort, I I just do. I just think so. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Well guys, I appreciate y'all coming on. I think this is uh, a, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You bet. All right. Give you a hard time on the range. Yeah. Yeah. If, um, (laughs) yeah, they will. So, all right. Well, hope everybody enjoyed this. Take it easy. Uh, Yeah.